kid. Rusty, I will, I will be ready when you ask. Rusty, are you ready to play ball? Sammy, I am ready. Let's play ball. So can you just tell us your baseball background and what you're doing today in baseball? I, I sure will. Uh, Sammy, you know, I, I grew up playing baseball. Uh, watch Johnny Bench and the baseball bunch every Saturday. That'll mean nothing to you, but it'll make sense to somebody. I'd, I'd go out in the front yard and, and just bang wiffle balls all day long and then I'd throw baseballs off our garage door under a floodlight until all hours of the night. And, uh, of course, my mom and dad weren't real happy about that, but uh, I guess I'd say I've always had a love of baseball, and it never seemed like, like work to me. Um, now, it wound up being work, and it paid off for me eventually, but um, yeah, there, there was nothing else I'd rather be doing. Um, I, as I got into junior high and high school, I played uh, shortstop and third base in, in junior high and on my high school teams, and I never really pitched much. <clears throat> until my, my senior year. And then my, my senior year, I actually pitched quite a bit for my high school team. And I wound up getting a scholarship to pitch for Coach John Tindall at St. John's River Community College here in, in Florida. Um, and, and here's what's interesting, Sammy. Um, at St. John's, we did not have the same thing we didn't have in my high school. And that was a pitching coach. Um, and so as odd as it is, even though that's what I do today and I'm a pitching coach, I never had one when I grew up playing. And I think that's a, I think that's an important part of my journey for a couple of reasons. Um, you know, number one, it, it, it's easy to overlook um, people who don't have strong pedigrees on paper. Um, and I think I've been overlooked quite a bit in my life. And so I've, I've had to learn to fight for whatever I wanted to accomplish. And, and there's a lot of good that comes of that. Uh, and I think I'm able to instill that in our guys today. And then uh, secondly, I would tell you that the best thing about not having a pitching coach is I was never contaminated by a bad one. Um, and, and so what I try to do first and foremost is, is learn our guys. When guys come into our system, I, I have to learn what I'm working with. And, and then it becomes individual, and it just becomes natural for me to uh, take what I'm trying to teach and then put it in a language that they understand. If I can't speak the kid's language, then then I'm not going to get any uh, productivity out of it anyway. And so because of that, then I, I never cookie-cut our guys. And um, I, I think that's something that came out of my own development. As a, as a pitcher, having to learn to do things on my own, that, that fit for me. Uh, after St. John's, I had a couple opportunities to keep playing. But I got to tell you, my arm was ready to be done. And, uh, you know, more importantly, I, I had a chance to go back and start coaching uh, at my high school. And I knew that's what I always wanted to do. And so I was 20 years old when I started as an assistant uh, on the varsity football team. And I was the head wrestling coach, and I was the JV baseball coach way back in 1992. So that, that's kind of my trip through baseball. So you recently asked why coaches and players seem to fall into two different type of pitching camps, Camp Chapman and or Camp Maddox. What do you mean by that? Well, you know, Chapman, being a role Chapman, you know, that, that's the velocity. And, and so we've got one end of the spectrum, uh, you know, with us uh, hard-headed coaches that, we, you know, we think we can only do it one way so often. Um, you know, that, that it's, it's just velocity, velocity, velocity. And then you get the other side of the, the, the equation, which is the, the Greg Maddox camp, right? That it's all about location, location and movement and location. I, I, I tend to fall in the, in the middle there. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy that I, I want to know what works for my guys. I want to have the best of everything and I want to prepare my guys to be the best they can possibly be. So I'm not willing to give up on one, one end of that spectrum or the other. You know, I, I, I want it both. I want both. And so that's the way we've built our program. 
Um, our arm care and our development is designed to increase velocity while increasing arm strength, making it safer for our players. And we work really hard at, at, at being that Greg Maddox guy who can locate the good stuff that we develop. So you, so you recently tested an approach with two groups where you did a bit of both. Can you tell us what you did to work on their velocity and what things you did to work on their command and then the results of that? I can. Um, that, it, it, let, me, let me start off with some quick background on, on how we develop this program because I, it, it, I think it all builds into it. Um, I, I, I try to work as, as hard as I possibly can. That's how I was raised, and um, that, that's what my coaches taught me over the years. It, it fits with my you know, personal theology, whatever you do. You just work hard at it. And um, you know, What you'll find, Sammy, is when you're a hardworking person, it makes it a lot easier for other people to put their trust in you. Uh, so I'll, I'll be starting my third year now as our pitching coach at Bishop Snyder um, when, when this season rolls around. Uh, after my first year, back at, when we were going into the summer of 2018, I was not satisfied with our year one at, at all for our pitching staff. And so I committed myself to, to work harder, to do just what, what I think you do. You know, you, you put your nose down and you, you just work even harder. Um, our head baseball coach at, at Bishop Snyder, Zach Osbeck, fantastic coach. Um, he, he's all in for us. I sat down with him. Coach Osbeck always reviews our season with us at the end to see what we could do better. Um, and I told him at that time, um, and, and being the type of person that I am, I had a, a folder, of, a, a binder full of research and data. Um, and I, I just told him straight out, I wanted to try that driveline stuff. Uh, that's how I worded it to him. And uh, Coach Osbeck gave me uh, free reign to build the program. Again, he put his trust in me, and I'm glad that he did. And so that, that's kind of that's kind of where we kicked off, just to, just with a blank slate of do what you need to do to write our program with our arms. And so we introduced um, you know the driveline program of weighted and underweighted balls and and the plyo balls with the exercises and drills. And we just started that last fall. Um, and and I'll tell you what sold me on the driveline stuff is that driveline doesn't hide its warts. Um, that they come right out and tell you that that their program is not for everybody, and if you find out that that their program doesn't work for you, you should stop doing it. And so with that, I had that sort of trust and that sort of confidence that I could uh, I could manage and I guess facilitate a program that incorporated the driveline products that I was interested in getting for us. Um, and and at the time, I had someone tell me, um, "All your guys are going to get hurt when you do that driveline stuff." And so I've made sure over the last year to make sure I prove that person wrong. Um, and, and, and so that, that, that's where we started. We started with that, with the driveline uh, stuff. We also incorporated, you know, I'll call it a militant Jager band program um, and long toss program around what we were already doing with the driveline stuff. Um, but like most teams, we always had those bands laying around, uh, but they weren't always used, definitely not used as they should be. Um, today we've got a program that our guys are bought into. Every time I walk out to our facility, our guys are already started and they're going through their routine. They don't have to ask a question. They know what they're, what each individual kid's going to do. Um, we had a guy, for instance, who went to throw for a JUCO coach this past weekend. And before he left on Friday, um, he asked me if he could take some of the plyo balls and a band and a spinner. Um, I, I, you know what those are. Chad Longworth makes those and, and uh, he usually takes our core velocity belt with him too, but this time he didn't. Um, and so that's something else that we use in our program is Lance Wheeler's core velocity belt. Um, we use that every day in the fall. Um, so that, 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 again, that's what we started with this time about a year ago, driveline. 
uh, Jaeger bands, a shoulder tube, core velocity uh, belt program. And, and what's interesting is what I immediately immediately began to see. I remember um, telling Coach Osbeck, um, you know, my, my first report back to him was that our guys were getting more efficient at throwing the baseball. Um, it wasn't that they were throwing it harder, although they were. It wasn't that they were throwing it farther, although they were. It was that they were doing a better job at it. Some of their arm paths changed. Some of the things that they were doing got better immediately. Um, and so just adding and subtracting weight to the ball um, that they were throwing and, and, and throwing it long distances made them more aware of uh, – I think they could just feel what was happening. And, and of course, proprioception is that SAT test prep word uh, for that feel. You know, really feeling what your body's doing. But they could feel what would work for them, what, what felt right when they were throwing, how they could throw the ball longer, how, how they could control it better. Um, and, and earlier today um, on, on Twitter, Jigger Sports replied to a, a, a tweet that I had put out, and, and this is what they said, throwing with freedom and pure athleticism allows the body to organize itself innately. Um, and so I, I, I guess sometimes I'll, I'll just add the best thing that I can do for our players as a coach is to do less. To, to get out of their way and to, to just let them, let them learn, let them feel, let them throw. And so um, our guys have bought into that. Um, and we, we go through last season. Uh, we had a great season. Uh, we had improved arms at all of our positions. We don't just do this arm care stuff with our pitchers. Um, it, it, it's for all of our guys. We finished with a school record in wins. We had fewer farm, uh, arm injuries than the year before. Um, we had guys who had chronic arm problems who didn't have a single arm problem last year. And our guys would tell you if they could that their arms have never felt better. And so the program continued to evolve this past May. Um, I got a chance to meet Chad Longworth, uh, a guy that you've had on one of your podcasts and a guy that I follow on Twitter. He wound up down here in Jacksonville. Josh Baker brought Chad down uh, to Baker Sporting Goods, uh, the store that he owns here in Jacksonville. Uh, he, he put on a clinic for a five-star national team that Josh coaches. Uh, five-star baseball is an organization, showcase organization that I'm involved with. Andy Burris runs it, does a great job that speaks for itself. But Chad came and, and he was at, the, at, at Josh's warehouse and he's working with this group and they let me come over and, and just observe and watch. And so Chad, I know he's used driveline for a number of years. So I went and, and I learned even more. It was I don't know, kind of like my own personal barnstormers clinic, I guess. Um, you know, you're, you're always looking for ways to, to develop. And our program, uh, you know, continue to develop where it's not just about building up the arm and chasing velocity, but we began to dial it in into velocity that we can use. So um, I went back and I started to apply the things that I learned from Chad. Um, we conducted a summer program. Uh, we had a, 20 kids this summer, um, some local kids, and of course our own kids, um, ages from 10 to 17, uh, who came and, and, and worked out at our facility and went through a program um, based off of what Chad does, and um, it, and, and they just blew the blew the roof off velocity wise. Um, later on in the summer, um, I, I ran across an ABCA podcast with Jeremy Schiedinger and, and Coach Thompson from Auburn and Coach Savage from UCLA. And um, I, I've listened to that podcast a dozen times or more since then. But um, I, I took what I heard from Coach Thompson and Coach Savage, and, and I just added my own Coach Kellum flavor to it. So um, over the course of the last year, we've really built this into a, a dual program. Like you said, where, where we're chasing both ends of the spectrum. We're chasing the best velocity we can have and the best control we can have. Well, 
Um, I, I mentioned to you that I'm a, uh, I'm an old wrestling coach. I coached wrestling for 22 years here, um, in Jacksonville until 2014 when I started doing baseball full time. So, um, my wrestling mindset really paired up well, um, with what coach Savage and coach Thompson, uh, said on that podcast. Uh, and, and I created a bullpen day based on that podcast and we've started using it this fall. Um, and so this, that's where we are currently. And, and during those bullpens, uh, by the way, we call them savage bullpens, and I apologize to Coach Thompson, but Thompson bullpens doesn't sound half as cool as savage bullpens. So we call them savage bullpens. Um, that we, we throw them off the game mound. Uh, we mix in pickoffs to all of our bases, so a lot of guys are getting work in. And then our guys run. Um, they, they run sprints and they run poles right in the middle of their bullpen session. So you throw the first half of it, uh, you know, alternating with picks uh, from time to time, and then you go and run and I, was, I, I know there are a lot of guys who are a lot smarter than me who can explain, you know, to all of us why running shouldn't be important to a baseball player. But I always felt, you know, getting back to that field stuff, that, that, that belief you just have in yourself, I always felt invincible when I was pitching in college. Uh, and I think that's because I had a wrestler's mindset about running. You know, running to me is, is about toughness more than anything else, so to speak. Um, so it just made me feel like I was ready to compete every time I went out there. And, and that's what I want. I want those guys who go out there and, and they're savages on the mound. You know, they, they want the ball and they want to attack hitters. And again, that's just how my wrestling mindset pairs with being a pitcher. So uh, my guys will go and they'll run in the middle of their bullpen session. And then they rotate back in and, and they throw their second half uh, executing all of their pitches to all of their locations while taking PFP instead of picks in the second go round. Um, and I can tell you when our guys finish one of those savage bullpen days, they're wore out. I mean, they, they're totally spent, but at the same time, they've, they've been telling me that their arms have never felt better. And, and that's crucial because it doesn't, doesn't do me any good to have a hurt kid. Um, you know, to, to, to two points there, I don't want my guys hurt and I can't use a guy who is hurt. So it doesn't benefit me to, 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 have to push a kid until he's hurt. And it's my job to, keep them safe and it's their job to give me everything that they've got. Um, I should have to throttle my guys back. Um, and, and my guys have to trust that I'm not going to run them into the ground either. That's that balance of hard work and trust. And so, um, other than savage pin days this fall, um, we use various levels of intensity for our guys as we, uh, you know, go through our other fall days, we're going three days a week during the fall. Uh, we still use our drive line and our core velocity belt and Jager bands and, long toss on each of those days. And then we, we measure pull downs. And this is what, this is what you saw on Twitter today. Um, and, and, and I know there are plenty of criticism about pull downs. Some guys don't like them because you can run up into it and, and whatever, but you know, it, it, it's a consistent and common measurement. You know, I, I can measure the same thing every time. So I can see increases whether somebody thinks it's practical to the game or not. And then the second part of it, I've seen our guys have success by trying to throw hard. Um, and, and it's funny, that's one of the things that I, that I heard when I was coaching with a couple guys with five-star Eric Hurley and, and, and James Gilbert. Coach Hurley was um, a first-rounder out of high school for the Texas Rangers, and Coach Gilbert uh, was a flamethrower for the Dodgers in their organization just a few years ago. But I would, I would listen to them, and they would both tell guys, if you want to throw hard, you got to try to throw hard. And, and that sounds really, really simple and almost silly, but they would say you learn to throw hard by – throwing hard um and and really it, it, it that's deep advice you know and so now we've developed our guys 
where they feel like they have control over the baseball, like they can command the baseball. And our guys try to throw hard, and, and now they do, you know. Um, we, we want guys who want to be the guy that nobody wants to play catch with. You know, I've, I've heard that before. So we measured our pull downs this past Saturday. Two weeks had gone by um, since our last measurement and, and our, our games were just off the charts. And, and it, you know, abnormal numbers, we're not going to look for these every week, but with our three ounce balls, we gained six miles an hour on average. We, we measured 11 guys for this. Our four-ounce balls gained five miles an hour on average. Uh, what I call the gold standard, the five-ounce, which is the weight of a baseball, um, gained four miles an hour on average with a baseball. Um, we gained six uh, or four miles an hour on our six-ounce ball and five miles an hour on our seven-ounce ball. So we had gains across the board um, and, and, you know, different guys. Uh, you, you know how it is playing – um, showcase baseball and playing a lot of baseball versus guys who spend time developing. You know, you, you, your dad told me that you spent time developing, and I told you that's fantastic. Well, w- within our group of 11 that we're testing, we've got some of both. We've got some guys um, that we measured who played a lot this summer uh, and, and didn't spend as much time on development. So uh, the way I think of it, they're just getting back into the shop for some tune-up work. Um, and other guys were with us all summer. But what I can tell you um, I test wise from looking at my guys, we just look like we're in better shape arm and body wise, uh, than we typically would have been at this point. Um, and our guys have that feel. I talk about feel and flex, um, feel being the ability to adjust and the, you know, the ability to locate a baseball, that's your feel. And then flex that fast arm, just feel that everybody, if they're honest, would love to have, um, you know, so we, we want our guys to be able to balance that feel and that flex. Um, and they're starting to, and they're starting to turn it loose a little bit. So it's exciting to watch. Um, but again, I don't expect to see, uh, you know, games like that again next week. But what I, what I do want to see is added flex to our field, you know, that, that we're going to be able to throw the ball harder and still locate it as we're going through those savage bullpens over the next couple of weeks. So that, that, that's really what I want. That's how we build our program um, and, and why we build it that way. I want a balance of velocity and a balance, and a balance of location. I want, I want it all. You know, I'm greedy. Um, the balance I'm seeking just happens to be all the velocity that a, a kid needs to succeed and be able to put the baseball exactly where you want it. I'm not willing to sacrifice either one. Um, and somehow we stumbled upon the fact that training both increases both. You don't have to have one without the other. Um, and like they say, you're going to gain in what you train. So, so we work on both. We train both. Um, it, it, and if that means we got to work a little bit harder, um, then that's just what we got to do. And, and we're willing to do that. We're willing to work hard. So final question here, if you could have your one, two and three pitchers, who are you going to have? Man, I knew one of these was coming. <laughs> um, you know what, as, as odd as it is, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably more in the Madison Bumgarner, uh, you know, category when I pitched myself. Um, but boy, I love watching Mike Stroka pitch. Um, the guy's just under control. He knows where that baseball's going. Uh, of course you'd be crazy not to take a Garrett Cole. Um, and, and, and I love a lefty. So I'm going to go Clayton Kershaw. That's going to be my three. Perfect. Thank you so much for playing ball. Thank you, Sammy. Have a great year, buddy. And good luck to you this fall. (laughs) 
Hey, it's Sammy here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, I would like to ask for your help. Tell me what questions you would like answered. If you could also take a moment to review the show. The algorithms are taking into account how many ratings and reviews I get. The more reviews, the more people they restore the podcast with. And don't forget to play ball, kid.